This is like whenever he, whenever I complain about working, he's like, yeah, you know, I had to shovel 19 fucking inches of snow on a Sunday on the whole <laughs> campus. And I'm like, you know what? Oh, complaining what around they- you is like being saying you're hungry around an Ethiopian kid. <laughs> you just can't get a word in. Yeah, it's like unless like a, you know, a pit opened that ended in hell and demons started spewing out of it directly into your butthole. You would yeah. never be able to it's beat like, him. Nah, come on, over. just give me something. So, in happier news, I got 3ds. Oh for snap! N- Are you blind? For no yet? reason. <laughs> uh, I so when I was in Florida visiting my grandma, I went with Paul to see Nicolas Cage in Drive Angry 3D. Only and it was you. The first- <laughs> Did Paul like wait for you to come down to see that? Uh, I, I, mean, I'm believing I think it was that just was not like, like a happy coincidence of time. Him. Uh, I mean, I think I think we went like the day after opening night. I don't know when it came out, but it was it was soon, um, soon after. So because it might be out of theaters by the time you get around to see it. As yeah, in, pretty know. basically those movies. He was telling me all these things like Nicolas Cage like has his own production company and they make all their money back overseas, and that's like why he's allowed to keep making these movies because one he's funding them, and two like I don't know the international market just fucking loves them, but. Uh, so when I watched this movie, which is the first 3D movie I'd ever seen, like, I can barely tell when stuff is in 3D. And I don't know if that's just because, like, if that's everybody's experience. But I have to be sitting there and be like, is that in is that in 3D? Is that in 3D? Like, unless it's like a shard of glass in slow motion flinging itself towards the camera. Like, I'm like, oh, that's definitely in 3D, the window exploding. <laughs> but everything else I can't tell. So it's like I'm having the exact same thing with the 3DS. But I don't know. Um, Do you have the 3D kinda turned all the way up? I did. I even fiddled around with that little bar, and it all looks the same to me. But... uh the reason we got it, which is less shallow than I excuses I've made in the past for other things, is uh, just about every retailer on the planet is offering like a trade-in for your old DS. And we have an old DS that is just like, it's on the outs. Like the trigger buttons barely work. Sometimes it doesn't decide to boot up. Blah, blah, blah. So I was like, <clears throat> fuck it. I'll just screw GameStop. Give them this 3DS. We're definitely going to buy one before there's a price drop anyway. So we might as well do it now while we can get some money out of the old DS. So I did. And when I, when I brought my old DS to them, I was, like, really scared. Like, when they're, where they're going through the whole rigmarole of testing it. Like, I was like, first I was like, come on, please turn on, please turn on. And, like, the game boots up. And I'm like, please don't notice that the shoulder buttons are kind of sticky. <laughs> don't break. Don't yeah, I was break. just like trying not to sweat, <laughs> like shiver nervously, or pee in the middle of the store. Uh, but I made I made it through with flying colors, and now I have a 3DS with no games on it. Nice. Can you play other standard DS games on that? Yeah. Uh, there were some complaints that it makes the games look really blurry. I got Okami Den in the mail. I rented it. It looks fine, but maybe well, can that's you just, just because it's a pretty. Just turn the 3D down, and it gets better. Well, well no, it's I mean with the old games, 3D, there ain't nothing to make 3D. Oh, so they're saying that the projection technology just isn't as good, or something, or it? No, it's just the those funny things. I guess the resolution of the 3DS is 
3, 3DS is like way, way higher than the original DS. So you can actually run the old games in their original resolution, at which point they're like a postage stamp in the middle of the screen. <laughs> so oh, wow. I didn't think with about affairs, that. With affairs like that, I usually just go for bigger. Like whenever I get a game on the virtual console, I'm like, yeah, just put it in 16 by 9. I don't fucking care about zombies ate my neighbors. Yeah. And Jay would always be crazy with that shit. He's like, the aspect ratio's wrong. The aspect ratio's wrong. I'm like, eh. Super Mario World. Mario is slightly fatter than normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, I don't know. I, the DS had okay graphics. I mean, they're still handheld. It's not like it was HD or nothing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was... It was probably on par with the super nintendo i don't know if you can really make that claim it was probably better than the super nintendo but because of all the sprite based stuff it looked like super nintendo yeah so you don't have a 3d game yet no like it comes with a, a bunch of like assorted crap like i i fooled around with the little the little games they try and trick you into walking to play like the thing has a pedometer yeah, and when you when you walk around, it it gives you these coins every hundred steps or something, and then you can spend the coins to play this like little RPG that has sort of like a Facebook tie-in element. So when you're walking around town and you have the wireless on, if you walk by somebody else with a 3DS, you'll trade me's, and then you can go into this little RPG and use their me's to fight the monsters, but I have not run into anybody with a 3DS. So the other option is you can spend these coins to to get like little bootleg heroes to fight the monsters. And it's like kind of cute. And I made a post about it on the forums. I think it would be really cool if this had the same sort of effect of Wii Sports that it like tricked people into playing video games that would otherwise not play video games. Yeah. But it's it's clearly not for people who actually like to play video games so much. And then the the other thing it comes with are these like little cards that you scan, and I suppose the DS has something loaded in its memory that recognizes the card and then uses it as a focus point. Like, it's an actual card, and you take a picture of it with the camera. And then from using that card, it uses it as, I guess, an axis. And then it it paints stuff on your, like, countertop in 3D, which is a kind of neat effect. It's, like, really tech demo-y, so... You like put this card on your on your kitchen counter, and then you point the camera at it, and you take a picture or whatever. You line it up just right, and then it like pops a little archery target out, and it's it's like a happy little target in 3D, and you shoot an arrow at it, and then it puts so out like, like three that more. Whole idea of augmented reality. Yeah, exactly. I mean, which is something I'd like barely even heard of. I, I guess I guess I heard of it in like Tom Cruise, uh, Minority Report, like looking at the videos and on your TV wall or whatever. But, it, I mean, it's kind of neat because it does a lot of stuff with it that's just like, how do it work? Like, at one point, it's got four of these archery targets, and you shoot three of them, and you're like, where's the fourth one? And it's, it's like, look down the hole. And then you look down the hole that it put in your countertop. How do it do that? <laughs> I don't know. Wait. Is there a hole in my countertop? Now yeah, I'm confused I know. and afraid. Yeah, one of them, like, you got to shoot the targets while the countertop is bulging up and down as if it were a wave. It's like, what? That's crazy. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah, I mean, it's fun to fool around with. I mean, whatever. I don't even know when good games are coming out. I keep looking it up, and it's like Resident Evil July, which is like not even a real Resident Evil game. It's like a, it's the mercenaries mode from Resident Evil Four. Except yeah, better. But. I just <laughs> I just saw an article about that. It's like Kid Icarus. Oh wait, nobody cares about Kid Icarus. That game wasn't that good. Why are they yeah. making another one? Maybe they, I don't but, know. Uh, are they just gonna Zeldify Icarus, Kid Icarus? They probably should. Because you can't make a sequel to that game. There was nothing happening. Yeah. <laughs> you just you like duck down and fall through the floor and then you die. <laughs> ah, the eggplant wizard. I opened the chest in the gambling room and death came out and took all my money. Yeah, every time I, uh, <laughs> Every time I see a video about Kid Icarus, I might as well... I, I thought I played that game, but every time I watch a video or read a story, something new about it gets revealed that I had no idea existed. So well, you know what the most astonishing part about no that idea game about is? It. it was only four levels long. Like, Are you when serious? When I played that game, it seemed interminable. Well, maybe it's only four levels long, but like each level... It, it was a Nintendo game, though. So, you yeah, know, the we, level none of us relative probably beat the first how level. difficult it was going to be. Especially with like random stuff coming out of chests. Most of what I remember is like getting the credit card and then like buying stuff on credit. And then I don't know if this is correct, but the eggplant wizard essentially being like a loan shark and coming to collect. <laughs> Maybe that was just in like your dream, a fever yeah. dream after playing Kid oh, Icarus. Oh, don't break my legs, eggplant wizard. I'm sorry. I'm good for it. I promise. I'll pay it back. Just let me keep grinding on these infinitely respawning snakes. And then the currency is like hearts? What's that about? That is kind of creepy, actually. Six snake hearts for this potion. Well, yeah. Are are they even snake hearts? They kind of look like human hearts. Yeah, I know. So I guess these (laughs) snakes have been eating people and you're collecting the hearts from the snakes? That's pretty gross. I've seized your hearts back at long last. Oh, curses. This human has been completely digested. The only thing that's left are the hair and toenails. (laughs) No, can't get nothing for toenails. Nobody wants that. Eggplant wizard only trades in hearts. Well, I never um, understood why, like, the eggplant wizard wouldn't... So you get turned into an eggplant, right? That's one of the things yeah. that happens to you? And that's bad news. Yeah, but you so why would you go happen. see a wizard who is an eggplant? Well, he's don't obviously, like... his motives would be kind of suspicious? He's like, you lack skills. You are this tiny eggplant. I'm the eggplant wizard. I turned everybody else into eggplants. Like 2,000 years ago, somebody turned him into an eggplant, and by some miracle of nature, he managed to get through the rest of the stage with no ability to attack. <laughs> and just like through sheer perseverance, he learned magic. Maybe it's really, being an eggplant isn't really that bad. Maybe that's the lesson there. It's like, no. Being human is a weakness. The eggplant yeah. is where the true strength lies. <laughs> this is the true power. It's like, Look at my power! Like, it's, like, it's like a Kung Fu training montage. It's like, if you can dodge as an eggplant, you can dodge as anything. <laughs> he likes to throw something at you. <laughs> yeah. I can't move. I'm an eggplant. I have no, you know, motor ability. What am I, a squash? <laughs> what am I? Put me in a Parmesan. <laughs> I don't know. The eggplant wizard is also where you would go to be healed of being an eggplant, right? 
I don't remember, but that that would have some sort of like ir- like funny irony. It's like, why don't you just heal yourself, eggplant wizard? It's like, well, no. I was thinking, it's like, why <laughs> wouldn't he be pissed off at you if you showed up? I'm pretty sure there was actually a hospital, and that's where yeah. he went to get healed of being an eggplant. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be which funny is if weird the eggplant enough. Wizard healed you. He's like, yo, yo, eggplant wizard. I, I don't want to be an eggplant anymore. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with being an eggplant, yeah, huh? That's what I'm saying. Like, would it just be incredibly insulting to this guy? <laughs> it's like, there's nothing wrong with being an eggplant. I just don't want to be ugly. I, like an I'm eggplant. Just, I mean, I'm not, I mean, you're not ugly. It's like, I'm sure all the eggplant girls like you. It's like, there are no eggplant girls. We're a fruit. <laughs> Oh, I guess man. the girl is like the vine. <laughs> Can you imagine like what it would be like though if there was a hospital that could cure you of something like becoming an eggplant? It's like, oh, you've got a case of entire body transformation syndrome. We'll clear that right up. Yeah. It's like what's your you take this shot? Yeah. It's like maybe Kid Icarus was actually taking place in the future. Like we've already cured cancer. But now there's some really weird diseases going around. Well, that's that's a funny thing that the only thing they figured out how to cure was eggplantitis. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> doctor, I'm coughing up blood. It's like is the blood like shaped like an eggplant. Is it <laughs> is it like the inside of an eggplant? You're Does coughing the blood kind of taste like eggplant? Do you feel like you're coughing up eggplant parts? No, I feel like no. I'm coughing up my liver. In fact, oh, I just God. did. That's not supposed to happen. <laughs> Listen, what? I went to a woman of ill repute. I in my stomach. <laughs> now, now I got all these sores on my penis. <laughs> are, are the sores shaped like eggplants? I can Did maybe you work have something sex out with, with an eggplant? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The room was dark. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> there may have been the hissing of snakes. I'm not sure. Yeah. It was a, it's a scary time. Look, we live in a world that is entirely vertical. <laughs> snakes are pouring out of the negative <laughs> space between realities. <laughs> this is the worst universe ever. I hate being a Kid Icarus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why Kid like. I guess Kid Icarus was going up because he just had faith that at the top there would be no snakes. I'm not sure what the yeah. point of that game was. What was, it was the, like, what this was is the like, plot of Kid Icarus? It was existential paradox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, clearly, There's got to be something at the top because I believe there is. Well, that's kind of a, a weird game because everybody knows that Icarus flew too close to the sun and, you know, his wings were burned and he fell. Yeah, I know. But he's got to keep going up. It's like, dude, it has not worked out for you in the past. Yeah. Maybe you should stay low to the ground. <laughs> Take up jogging. This flying thing at is the not end, working out. <laughs> at the end of every level, uh, Daedalus should ring you up on the telephone and be like, <laughs> Yo, Kid Icarus, stop going up. Sun's yeah. up there. <laughs> don't fly too close no, to the shut sun. Shut up, Dad. You don't know me. I've got really good ideas, but I'm an extremely poor craftsman. <laughs> it's like wax. Why did I make it out of wax? Gosh. <laughs> it could have been anything. Uh, Honey. Yeah. <laughs> Staple gun. Maybe he should just be, you know, I bet Dalos was actually pretty psyched that the wings held up as well as they did. Considering well, I think how he was just, stupid that plan was. He spent all his research budget, budget on making wings that could actually make you fly in the first place. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's pretty impressive. It's like, finally, my degree in ornithology is going to pay off. The other philosophers yeah. made fun of me. Uh, they told me, stop watching those birds, Daedalus. 
But I kept watching, and I Daedalus, learned their secrets. Why do you watch the birds when there is this handsome boy you could ogle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Train him to be a man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So is this just going to be a random show? Because we're already like I mean, I, 20 and a half minutes. It's pretty much got to be, because I haven't gotten around to watching Summer Wars. Uh, oh, my gosh, dude. Keep, you got to watch that. It's so good. It's yeah, so I've, good. I've heard so it's good, good but I, I want to watch it with Grotz. Because it's like a real anime show. It's not the kind of garbage we usually watch. <laughs> yeah, so, it's something but, that can uh, be shared. I watched it yeah. with Kathy, so, you know, that's but, saying um, something. Yeah, I'll get around to it. Graz has been working, like, 12-hour days, which sucks, because, like, her job is, like, the worst ever. <laughs> Just, like, sitting in a room... And reading emails for twelve hours and oh, just she's like still doing ticking the, uh, off, yeah, legal like, off the box. Yeah, it's like, is this relevant to the case? Uh, no. Okay, next one. Repeat ad infinitum. <laughs> so, uh, it's a lot, there's a lot of like me sitting at home by myself and crying. But I now have license to play Dragon Age Two when she's not around because she's getting around to playing Dragon Age One, and so now. No spoilers for her for Dragon Age 2, so I'm just nice. killing time with that. And now it's like Mass Effect 2 DLC just came out. I want to see what that's about. So there's a lot to do. Some would say too much. <laughs> uh, like, I feel like I just I can't keep up. There's so much stuff. And then, like, I just got the 3DS, so I want to rent games for it. But, like, I got two fucking long-ass games. I got Dragon Age 2. Which, once I beat it, Grotz has got to beat it. I got Okami, which is like, rumors on the street have said they didn't learn their lesson from the last one, and it's still ass long. I mean, (laughs) So it's going to be like 20 hours of really good game, followed up by like 20 more hours of the first game you don't want to play anymore? (laughs) Oh man, I'm so sick of this. I don't know, I've only played it for a couple hours, and like, playing as a puppy is pretty cute. I'll give them that. You're just, like, running around, barking at people. I just got to this part where you infiltrate, like, a a demon, like, marketplace. And the way you do that is by drawing demon faces on pieces of paper and, like, putting them on your face. You know, like, like the Japanese demons often look like they have those scrolls on their face that, I don't know what that's about, seals their power in or something. Uh and then you get to actually draw the faces. So I drew, like, a really angry face for the kid I'm hanging out with and, like, a really stupid face for me. And then in, like, all the cutscenes, you're wearing this, like, tissue paper on your face with these, like, dumb garbage drawings I made. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, that seems fun. I could probably spend a whole episode just... Uh, relating the plot of Yakuza 4 in minute detail because it is so fucking crazy. (laughs) Like, I beat it, and it it is far and away the craziest Yakuza plot yet. Whoa. Whoa. It all centers around this event that happened. This is going to be, like, spoilers for the whole game. So if you care about Yakuza stories, just turn it off now. Just experience it for yourself. But, uh... (laughs) So 25 years ago, there were, there were these two rival clans of Yakuza, and this guy, he puts a hit out, or he's, he's the hitman, and he kills 18 guys in this ramen shop. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. Like, so the, the way he kills 18 guys is he has 
six revolvers and he takes them out of his trunk and he's wearing like a suit jacket. So he puts like two revolvers in the pockets, two in his waistband or one in one in his shirt pocket, two in his waistband. Uh, he's got two in his hands. And then where's the last one going to go? Not in the pockets of his suit. It goes in his mouth. Dude, that's the so, way I would roll. So he walks into the Pirate ramen shop style. holding two pistols and one in his mouth. And then people are just like, uh, shit. And they just start shooting up the joint <laughs> and like kills everybody. <laughs> How do you walk into a ramen shop with a pistol held in your mouth and nobody thinks to like draw down on you? Yeah. Well, apparently there was only one guy in the whole other Yakuza clan that even had a gun. And it took him like 25 minutes to fire it, uh, which will will become relevant later. So you, this is one of the playable characters. And you start his story as he's escaping from prison because, uh, I don't know, he's on death row. He's sent to the super secret Yakuza prison where the government made it to make Yakuza disappear. So the prison guards just, like, kill a couple of them every month and write it up as accidents. <laughs> so him and uh, a dude from the last game who stabbed your character for, like, no reason. <laughs> like, he was, like, one of the antagonists and just, like, shanks you. He's like, like, you beat him up. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I learned my lesson. Kaka! I stabbed you in the stomach. I didn't even <laughs> learn any lessons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but now he's oh. in prison and he, he helps you escape. And I guess has had, like, an immediate turn of heart. And then, like, your dude who got stabbed by him in the first game, like, is immediately trusting of him. When he comes out of prison, you're like, maybe he changed. Prison will but do anyway, things to people. Like, so make he, them he's afraid got of the knives. evidence. He's got the evidence that's going to exonerate uh, the dude who killed 18 people. Because it turns out he did not kill 18 people, even though he really thought he did. Because at one part during the cutscene where a dude's getting shot, I'm like, man, Yakuza guys, I know you're really into, like, reusing assets and, like, making your art not really that great. But would it kill you to have, like, a blood splatter when a guy gets shot? <laughs> uh, but it turns out that they they pulled a fast one on him. They, they had the flim His flam. gun was loaded with blanks? Yeah, no. It was loaded with rubber bullets. And <laughs> he didn't notice <laughs> Uh, so he shot 18 dudes with rubber bullets, which apparently knock people out immediately and make it look like they're dead. And then as he's like, okay, I killed everybody. Now I'm out. Peace. And he leaves. And then the guy with the gun who was like so hesitant about shooting before he gets up and like a couple of the other guys wake up and they're like, Hey, what the fuck is going on here? And then the guy with the gun shoots everybody in the restaurant <laughs> And it turns out he was, like, a traitor, and this was his play for power. But, like, I'm just sitting there, like, why wouldn't he just give him real bullets and let him kill as many people as he could? Like, what's the benefit of making him think that he killed the people when you could just make it so he actually killed the people? <laughs> if Wait, so if he wasn't on the out with his him. own Yakuza clan? No, uh, like he he was so he's like a traitor on the inside. He's like, well, no, but a, I'm talking about a, the dude with the rubber bullets. He wasn't being betrayed actually, by his own people. Well, there was a traitor on that side too. It was a double setup. But he thought he was going in and he was going to like wipe out this clan to give his boss a chance at like at the big time. 
so the dude gets up, shoots all his friends, uh, and then he's like, get, you know, calls the hospital, saves the boss, and he like he's a like shooting star just overnight, rockets up the ranks, and the he's got the 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 police officer in his pocket, like. Literally um, in his pocket. It's just a tiny yeah, little he's police a, he's officer. He's got a little tiny police officer. He's like, "Hey, come on, come on out, buddy." It's like the. <laughs> it's better than having a badge. You've got, you know, Sergeant Tiny. So it turns out that that police officer was always a yakuza because this is the plot to Infernal Affairs, the Chinese <laughs> movie of which a remake was made called The Departed, starring Leonardo DiCaprio. So that police officer submits a bogus report, and I'm sitting there thinking like. Uh, okay, so nobody's going to notice, one, that these guys got shot up with rubber bullets before they were shot with real bullets, and two, that they all got shot in the fucking head. <laughs> like, And one dude gets shot in the cheek, and I was like, ow. <laughs> uh, but then, like, confirming my suspicions, or rejecting my suspicions, I guess, the police chief is like, you're going to hand me this bullshit report where a dude perfectly headshotted 18 guys? <laughs> And the, the the police officer who's secretly a yakuza is like, oh, uh, well, uh, and he's like, oh, no, it's, it's like I don't care, just I want in on this sweet sweet yakuza gravy train. <laughs> and the dude's like, oh, uh, okay, done and done. <laughs> and then like, so at the very end of the game, like he's working with the the pol- chief of police who twenty five years later is like super corrupt, corruptest dude ever. Uh, He's working with the Yakuza guy to, like, bring down the Yakuza elements he doesn't like. And he's got all these, like, speechifying about how after World War II, the police kept peace on the streets. But the Yakuza kept police or kept peace behind the scenes. And that's how it should be. And the guy's like, yeah. And this, like, Yakuza guy is, like, super traitorous. And this is, like, the part that I kind of got lost on. But I'm almost certain that the Yakuza guy, the chief of police was working for, is actually secretly a police officer because it really is infernal affairs <laughs> so the corruption within the yakuza ranks goes all the way to the top yeah and then at one point um the you fight you catch the dude the traitor in the it's, this is so complicated there's no way to explain it you catch the traitor who shot all the 18 guys who tricked the other guy and you've got him on the ground, and I was like, you know, they're they're sort of just leaving him on the ground while he gives a 15-minute speech, and I bet at some point they're all going to turn their backs, and he's going to shoot somebody with the gun he has, just like what happens in the last game. Like, dude, come on, guys. Are you ever going to learn? And, like, maybe they just don't care because there's always a secondary character there to jump in front of the bullet for them. <laughs> Even though, like, the, the anybody who's, at, like, you know, they got plot armor until, like, the very end. So, like, the dude who helps your guy escape from prison, this is one of the best scenes in the game, by the way. You are you climb up a grappling hook, and they when they're climbing up, they have a 40-minute discussion about who goes first. And I'm just like, just go. Just go. The guards are chasing you. And he's like, no, I wouldn't feel escaping right. escaping from prison. This is not a good time for debate. Yeah, he's like, I wouldn't feel right if... If I went first and I escaped and you didn't because it was your plan, so you go first. He's like, no, you got to go first. So 
you know, against all odds, they actually make it up to the top of the tower. <laughs> and then as the dude's going down, they have another conversation. <laughs> so the one dude stops halfway and then the dude at the top of the tower starts talking about how when they get back to Tokyo, man, they're going to rule the streets together. <laughs> And, like, they keep psyching you out because in the subtitles, they have, like, a line that kind of cuts off with a dash. So, like, you're reading the subtitles before the action is happening. And, like, every time I see that dash, I'm like, he's getting shot. He's getting shot. And they do it, like, two (laughs) times. And I'm like, ooh, maybe not. And then the third time, he gets shot. (laughs) Three times in the back because the guard's caught up. So he grabs the guard that shot him and they... Both they flings the both of them off the tower and into the ocean below. <laughs> and like the dude's like no, and then he, instead of climbing off the rope, he jumps off the rope too. <laughs> like, well, at that uh, point, if one guard has caught up with you, you've got to assume that all of the guards have caught up with you. Yeah, that's true. You're trying to descend the rope at like a leisurely place and pace, and they start shaking it. It's like no. No, stop that. A moment's escape. Just let me escape. And then everybody watches up on the beach in the exact same location outside the main character from the first couple of games, Orphanage. So, like, it just, like, there's, like, a string of days where they're just, you know, rehabilitating these people. And, like, the dude who got shot in the back three times is fine. He eventually (laughs) dies when he gets shot in the back again. Well, you know... (laughs) fourth time's the charm exactly where backs are concerned uh, anyway and that like the the prison guard who also fell into to the ocean is looking like super spry and you have to fight him again what? And it's, <laughs> and it's okay to fight him because they're part of the evil prison that exists to disappear yakuza yakuza who are also criminals yeah <laughs> well they're but like the main characters they always got the heart of gold like and uh, the there's like this other plot where like the dude who's the chairman chairman of the, the the major clan that the game focuses around, he ends up betraying a, some of his clansmen to get his hands on the money because he couldn't hack it as a chairman, and so he's like, we need these funds to rebuild the clan. We're going to disappear. And then like you know you settle it like men. You beat the shit out of each other. And then like he learns a lesson. <laughs> And you're like, I shouldn't have put that all on you. I shouldn't have made you be the clan leader. I shouldn't have given up being the clan leader twice in previous games. It's a tough lot. He's like, and then everybody like says they're sorry and it's fine. And it's like the end. And the only person that was actually hurt was the guy's sister who they creepily reveal was not actually his sister, so it's okay that they're super into each other. Ew. It's okay. They were stepsisters. And he, she needed a kidney transplant when they were kids, so he, as a 15-year-old kid, just beat the shit out of Yakuza for money until they took him in. And that's why he feels really obligated to his boss, and that's why he's ready to kill 18 people and go to jail to improve his boss's standing. It's pretty much the craziest plot that's ever happened in a video game. And this is in a series where you punch a tiger on yeah. a golden pyramid. Oh, no. That no, rose yeah. from the ground in Tokyo. That That is mundane. That is a rote <laughs> detail. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> How prosaic. Uh, still, the uh, I, it's still my opinion that the second game where you punch the tiger is the best one. Not only for the fact that it has... 
like the best antagonist. That's the one where you discover that there is a southern Japanese version of you. <laughs> and like so you, like you're you're the dragon of Dojima and he's the dragon of like whatever and he like he's kind of the antagonist up until like the very end of the game when it's revealed that the dude you installed to be the leader of the clan at the first game is actually a traitor and this is like some revenge plot he's been hatching for 20 years <laughs> and like it was all part of his plan to become the leader of the Tojo clan and like he's got like a bomb and you have to beat up this fat guy with a machine gun at the top dude, of the I construction love it when site you're... When your revenge plan doesn't stop with becoming the leader of the clan, your uh like the the object of your rage is a member of. Yeah, yeah. Now he's just got to bring it down from the inside. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to destroy everything that you love, including this clan, and consequently myself. <laughs> and then after that's resolved, and you're like, you know, presumably shot to shit because he shot you with a machine gun like fifty times. <laughs> you're like, okay. Okay, now it's time to fight the other dragon of blah blah blah, and we're gonna see who's for real. <laughs> and so you and like uh, the cop chick, who's your partner in that game, is just like whatever. <laughs> she just like leaves. <laughs> They're like, no, we gotta fight. She's like, all right, do whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> and then you fight on the descending elevator, and it ends with a cross counter. <laughs> Which is the coolest move in anything ever. <laughs> Where they both punch each other out at the same time. Which is, coincidentally, what happened in our WoW raid the other night. Like The last we were, person we were, died as soon as the boss did? Yeah, well, no, it was way more crazier than that. Like, it's a boss we've only beaten once before. So we're not really, like, super confident about it. And it's our first try on the boss that night. And we're doing decently well until about, like three quarters of the way through and then a bunch of people die at once and then the stragglers start sort of getting picked off one after another until it's just like it's me one damage dealer and one healer and then like i die as i'm hitting a cooldown to save myself so i'm like oh we're fucked and uh the dps you might know him as nick he's he's been around uh he's (laughs) a hunter and hunters have hunters have a lot of uh abilities to like mitigate damage like stuff that makes them immune for a very brief period of time so they're holding out and like heels heels are coming off but it's just like we know it's not going to be enough but like the amount of hit points the boss has might as well be zero like i don't know how much they have now like 30 million maybe it's some incomprehensibly high number so this guy is down to like less than a hundred thousand so, like, less than 1% of his health. And we're just, everybody's screaming event, like, just hold on, just hold on, just do it, just do it. And Damage Healer dies, and we're like, oh, we're fucked, this is over. And the healer kills the dragon. <laughs> nice. At the same time, the dragon kills him. And everybody just freaked out. I was like, I gotta go have a cigarette, this is crazy. <laughs> My hands are shaking. Like he like killed him with a healing spell. <laughs> like if you, it's like a healing spell. If you cast it on your friends, it heals. If you cast it on an enemy, it does well, damage. It's, it's healing like, wave. Like, yeah, it's just like we were just like, what just happened? That was so fucking crazy. <laughs> it's like the best boss Respect skill ever. The in healer. Them. Yeah, and it was like finally the healer gets like a moment in the sun, and then like so it's like. 
He's like, you know, one of yeah, the people we play a lot of. He was sort of like the IT guy of a raid. Yeah, it's like nobody totally thankless it. job. It's it's such like it's it's totally the most reactive job in WoW too. Like you have to be so on your toes. Like you know, DPS. But then is also, easy. all you do is get Tanking yelled at. Is when not you're that not hard. Healing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, why didn't you heal so, me? Like, why didn't you save me, bro? Why didn't you save me? So I just like trying. for someone to have a moment in the sun and and, and like. Nick's just like, hey, don't I get my props? I did like a bunch of damage. <laughs> it's like, shut up, Nick. No, nobody cares. It's like, everybody did a bunch of damage. Like, what about the 29 million damage that was done before that? Nobody cares. It's all about who gets the kill and blow. Well, from such an unexpected source, I mean, it, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of like, like you got to give it to him. Yeah, if the, the pitcher hits a home run or your center hits a three to win the game, like any of the sort of improbable. Yeah feats in sports this is equivalent to when the healer kills something <laughs> that's a big deal i don't know it was just it was just so awesome because like the boss dies and i look over at everybody's life bars and he's dead too and i was like how did you kill him <laughs> it well, was like he didn't even decide to run away he's like no it's time to man up yeah it's either it's <laughs> well, me or the him thing, like when we would play like left for dead with him and like the quickest sign of trouble he's like i'm hiding in this closet i'm like no get out this is like this is why we die because we only have three dudes now because you're in a fucking closet (laughs) (laughs) or like when we like first started raiding whatever it was two or three years ago like at the first signs of trouble like i remember this one point in an instance you're like pretty near an exit portal but like there are these guys that like we had some trouble with and so like one tank would die and be like peace i'm out and i was like no no one wants to still alive just wait just suck it up you can res him don't run actually you can't in combat you you cannot res um that's garbage only druids can res in combat well, and don't you guys have that, a druid? Or did you just yeah, go straight you can, heals? You can only do it in, in one fight. Or once per fight for, like, balance. Uh, or but they were already in bear the, mode. Like, I can't heal. I'm a bear. Oh man, Yeah, I can't help it. I'm a bear. It's like, you're a healer. It's like, but... DPS but druid, here I go. Bear. Like, why would anybody not be a bear if you could turn into a bear? It just doesn't make sense. They just shouldn't give you that option. It's like, are you curling up and going to sleep? I had too much salmon. All right. Yeah. Oh, so my tummy's so Tired. full. Mm, bear mode. I'm invincible. Sleep at time. <laughs> um, there are like these really low level bears in WoW that like when you drop them below 50% health, they start hibernating, which regens their health. And then you just immediately fucking kill them. Like <laughs> the regen is not that good. So it's like great plan, bear. Oh, Bear, if only sleep could save you. I think the Bear's got the right idea. He knows he's going to die. If I was in a fight and some dude was, like, killing me, if I could go to sleep before I died, I would want to do that, too. We're corrupting your very blood with shadow essence. (laughs) It's like, why wouldn't you want to be asleep? Like, who cares? You know you're going to die. He went peacefully to sleep. Well, actually, it's the opposite of peacefully. He was murdered. But at least yeah. he was He was sleeping. rent limb from limb. Somebody tore this bear into 16 different parts. It appears this bear had a curse put on him. <laughs> and then was killed was, by a sword. It was Kobayashi, legendary hot dog eater. He wanted revenge after the Man vs. Wild special, where the bear ate all the hot dogs. <laughs> I can't believe you, 
<laughs> oh, that's one of the most astounding things to ever happen on the face of planet Earth. Oh, dude, all those things were so funny. <laughs> it's like, who's going to be faster, man or a zebra? And like the, well, the dude's better like, like, what was it, like 50, 50 midgets versus an elephant? Yeah, versus an elephant who can pull the, the plane faster. It's like, it's going to be the elephant. Yeah. The midgets don't even weigh as much as the elephant. They tried their damnedest. Yeah, 50 midgets. Like, well, it might be, cl- well, how much does an elephant weigh? Like a ton? More than that. Good lord. Let me see. I think it's several. Because you got to think, like, an elk can weigh up to, like, 1,200 pounds. Well, that's not even a ton. ton well, it's half a ton, pounds. and it's probably a quarter an elephant. How much do elephants weigh? <laughs> when they're born, they weigh 200 pounds. Elephants weigh about 6,000 to 11,000 pounds. <laughs> Yeah, it's three shit. tons <laughs> on the shit. low end. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is crazy! Never mess with an elephant; they will take you down. <laughs> they will take. They don't even know you're there. <laughs> uh, yeah, why would you? Why would you even need the advice? Don't mess with an elephant. That's why Legolas had he shot all those arrows into its foot, and it didn't even know. And that wasn't even an elephant; that was an olifant. Based on the size of that, that thing weighed as much as a freaking aircraft carrier. <laughs> yeah. People were living up there. There was a whole village. It's like the turtle <laughs> that keeps the world afloat. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why it's trouble when they go to war. The whole village comes with them. There's like somebody in there yeah. baking bread. It's like, oh no. Yeah. Somebody has cut the mooring. We are all hey, going to on, die. Hey, come on. I'm trying to do my taxes. You're fucking war elephants <laughs> stomping all over the place. <laughs> I need a new W-2. <laughs> Why are we following Sarin again? Why yeah, are we in league with him? It's like, he's like, no, seriously, Raiders. When I win, I'm going to hook you up. It's going to be so yeah, tight. Why would anybody believe like, Sarin is a good guy? Gonna put it's spinners like you're your in elephant. his army. You can see the orcs and the Urkai and these weird-ass yeah. trolls. Like, Why would you hang out with this dude? This is definitely going to work out for the best. Good benefits package. <laughs> Full dental. <laughs> Man, Grotz had like some baller moment when we were on that trivia podcast. They have this thing where people just submit random questions, and one of the questions was how many rings of power were they? And like before he could even finish the questions, he was like, 20. And then he was like, oh shit, you got me. And she was like, wait a minute, 17. Sauron was not involved in making the elf ones. <laughs> And I was like, oh, shit, she got the question more right than the dude who asked the question. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. No wonder you're going to marry her. That is hot. fucking nerds. (laughs) Dude, if Kathy ever popped a question like that, I would have sex with her on the spot. (laughs) It would just be ugly. It would be like that scene Having a hamburger and chilies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't even clear off the table. I'd just grab her. Like, oh, my gosh. You wouldn't even stop to finish your bite. <laughs> gross. <laughs> well, oh, that's, that's the grossest know, thing that's ever been said on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So did you see that thing uh, John Brescia pointed, posted on the forums where he's like, my friend went on a diet where the only stipulation of the diet is that you can't take another bite until the taste of the food has left your mouth. 
And I was like, that would be literally impossible for me. <laughs> like, there's no way I could do that. Like, it's just outside. Like, I can't even conceive of a person who could. <laughs> Dude, I would probably, like, pass out from stress. You'd be, like, watching me sit there, like, gripping the table, sweating. <laughs> like, what, it's like, I could I just, not like, handle that. I was eating uh I was eating a burrito today for lunch and I decided to like test it out. I was like, okay, cuz I, I not only Who that, has but four I had hours to eat lunch. How long does that take? <laughs> That's true. I know there were even mitigating circumstances like I was eating the burrito while I was programming a switch. So like I had things to do between bites. <laughs> So, like, the first three bites went off pretty well, and then, like, I looked down and the burrito was just gone. And there were just, like, you know, beans and salsa just spread all over the tinfoil. It's, it's, like, the only signs that the burrito ever existed. I was like, how did that happen? Like, it's just, like, I went into, like, a fugue state. <laughs> yeah, you're just, like, your beta rhythms take over. They're like, we're sick of this bullshit. We want the burrito. It's like that's just how I eat. Like the food just, just it just on. disappears. I don't know where it goes. <laughs> it's not my job to question why. I just put it in my mouth, and Grouse is like, "You shouldn't do that. You're not savoring the food." And I'm like, "I'm savoring it plenty. Who are you to say I'm not?" I am savoring the uh, yeah. I I don't know. That's like when people uh, there was like some snobby guy on NPR or something talking about chocolate. It's like most people don't like chocolate. They like to eat chocolate, and I'm like, oh, you are God, correct. God, you get the fuck out of my face. You don't actually <laughs> like this thing. You just like cram it in your mouth like a savage. <laughs> like, There's yes, like a fucking actually, Native Americans here who's living at teepees and have a wigwam. Savage. That's racist. <laughs> That's like, okay. Racist. Actually, the Native Americans were known for their very developed sense of taste. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I, I have no sense of taste at all. Like, there's definitely, like, a threshold. Like, so let's say the maximum tastiness is, like, 100. I can hit about, like, a 40 before I can't tell the difference before anything. Which is just, like, that's why I'll just eat anything. It's, like, it doesn't matter to me. And, like, with Grotz, it's, like, all right, you know Seamless Web? The, like, website you order stuff? It's, like, a delivery website. Restaurants can opt in, and then you just order online. Uh Okay. It's pretty big in New York, I suppose. There are, like, two restaurants we can order from on there because she hates everything else. And, like, <laughs> at any moment, one restaurant may just be taken off the table. She's like, oh, I'm sick of that. <laughs> and I'm like, this is like – and then, like – Dude, that is totally – that isn't, like – that's just a girl thing. Kathy's the same know, way. I'm pretty sure I all girls eat, are that way. <laughs> I will eat anything. Just about anything, except for fruit. <laughs> for all my fruit and juice form. Oh, man. Or... Man, all right. Uh, during the... Oh, wow, it's been 50 minutes. The time just flies. During that whole harangue, thought I might look up an email, but maybe we don't even need to. Well, let's look up one, just so we don't get... Someone doesn't post. Yeah. Man, this podcast just so... ended. Every podcast so just ends. Many, yeah, that's how it works. When I hear people like do do their like spin downs of podcasts where it's like, oh, uh, uh, remember to like us review. on Facebook and uh, yeah, give us an iTunes review and uh, listen to these other podcasts. I'm like, you guys just don't like – there's a break in the conversation. <laughs> you just like sort of wander away from the microphone. <laughs>
we should just do that. Uh, if only <laughs> we could we, walk away, and I then there'll be forty-five minutes of silence. Stream this straight onto the web, so we didn't have to edit at all, and it would just you know take everything. Uh, <laughs> like we just set I'm a time almost limit. certain there. Uh, there, there's got to be. I mean, there are ways to do live podcasts, which people do, and I just like can't imagine anyone caring enough about that podcast, this podcast, to actually want to do that, or any podcast really, but this one. Because it's closest to my heart. It's like, you guys want to hear how we talk about farts in real time? <laughs> I'll give you a hint. You are essentially listening to the real podcast. I cut out about one thing when I edit it. Sometimes I get to like the, the end. sound of me birthing, burping or birthing. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the birthing. That's like the oh, God. Oh, God. Like a, like a baby foal. As soon as it comes out of the womb, it can just – it can canter. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what that has to do with anything, but like, you want Sometimes when I'm, did you just talk about a foal being born? I don't know. I think that's fascinating to me that they can just—they're born knowing how to run. That's nuts, dude. <laughs> you know what? Our born babies are born knowing how to so do. Broken shit, barely. <laughs> uh, shit. Well, I lost the train. <laughs> Think about baby poop. Uh, <laughs> uh, God damn it. What was I guess? Oh, right. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm editing the podcast, I hit the end and realize I haven't listened carefully to even take one of the funny lines and make it a title. And it's like, like, that's why sometimes when like, there's a, you know, moderately funny line from like in the beginning of the podcast, and I just use that as the episode title. That's why. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to listen to that thing for another 20 minutes. I got better things to do with my day. Like read Kortaku. What's that, Steven Tortillo? The 3DS, you say? <laughs> so, I don't know. Here, this this email's not too bad. It's pretty short. Michael Morton says, I had a cookie called Death by Peanut Butter. It is a peanut butter cookie with a layer of peanut butter and a layer of chocolate topped with a Reese's cup. He has no question. That's just a statement. <laughs> good? That, that sounds there. good. That sounds He's like gonna a good let that cookie. breathe right where he <laughs> left it. That sounds like things I like. Maybe it's like a Malamar where... The cookie is just like encased in a hard chocolate shell, and then you bite into the cookie, and it's like, whoa, a layer of peanut butter. What? <laughs> Amazing. But then it's like topped with a Reese's cup. So I'm imagining a, a cookie that's approximately six inches tall. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of cookie. <laughs> uh, it sounds like you could eat that cookie once in your life, and then like somebody like like tears a sheet off on some like celestial ledger. <laughs> And if you, that's your only like that's your only get out of jail free card. Yeah, they punch like, off well, that, you can either, that ticket. You could e- you could eat a peanut butter cookie or you could kill like seven guys. <laughs> Those are the rules. <laughs> oh, uh, but man. He, well, he does have a question. He follows it's also on Christmas. Holy shit, this is so old. On Christmas my uncle made sweet potatoes mixed with apples. Yes or no? I say no. I don't know. I say, no, I say apples baked or like apples with like the juices and anything with a pie. I don't want no like soggy Dude, apples. Dude, haven't we made sweet potatoes with apple juice before? I feel like that's happened. Well, maybe with apple juice. I just don't like – this goes back to what I was talking about earlier. I just cannot Dude, stomach fruit, like any sort of if, whole fruit. I accept I pie the- because pie is a dessert. <laughs> that's good. Not like <laughs> fruit fruit cocktail or Dude, like whatever. Apple, it's like a baked <laughs> apple – is barely different in consistency than, uh, you know, mashed sweet potato. 
I can't do it. I like I like sweet potatoes. I do, uh, that is something I'm pro, and uh, I feel like we unlocked the lost treasures of the fucking Sierra Madre. When we uh, we we took a sweet potato. Now, this might astound you, but all you got to do is cut it into strips and then put it in the oven, and you got sweet potato fries. Yeah, you put a little oil on it, a little salt and pepper, sweet potato fries. No work. That's for you, Internet. Use it in good health. <laughs> Not for long. I mean, you're going to be eating sweet potato fries every day. I imagine that will have unforeseen consequences, or perhaps foreseen consequences. <laughs> I bet that wouldn't be that bad. The sweet potatoes are a staple in a lot of African countries. Yeah, so. it's relatively, uh, it's relatively low calories, and you know, you make it with, uh, you make it with olive oil, which is less nice. than butter or other thing, fry oil, whatever they make French fries out of. When I, I'm eating a turkey leg sandwich and I just like scoop the fries through the drippings, the gravy. I'm like, yeah, this is probably good for me. Whatever. Word. So should we stop? We should stop. All right. I'm ready to clap. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. One, two, three. Damn. That's a long podcast. We don't always, uh... may not be the timeliest podcast, but we are certainly the longest. That's not even true. AWO yeah, is not still even beating us by an this average of like 40 minutes. But just think of the density of funny in this podcast compared to other podcasts. Because I listen to like a lot of two-hour podcasts at work, and I just sort of zone on them. I'm not going to lie. Like, and like <laughs> That's just background noise. Now that I got an iPhone, when you're listening to podcasts, it's got like a step back 30 seconds feature. So they'll be like, Blah, 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 blah. Oh, feature I'm interested in. I wonder what game they were talking about. And I, like, rewind it a minute. And I'm like, okay, pay attention, pay attention. And I just immediately fucking space. (laughs) This just popped into my head today when I was working. Like, I was just, like, thinking about, like, wow. Thinking about when we wipe. And uh, I was like, yeah, like, sometimes it's my fault when we wipe. And why is it my fault? What am I doing wrong? And I was like, wait a minute. I've got ADHD. <laughs> like that's, and I realized, like, that's exactly why we wipe. Because, like, I just stopped paying attention to the game for, like, 45 seconds. And all of a sudden, I'm standing in slime. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, 20 ads spawned in the corner. I didn't Wait, you mean there's not somebody constantly yelling at you? That's the I thing. That's me. I feel that's, that's the revelation I came to. I was like, why is the dude with ADHD the one making the rain calls? That. That's totally unfair and also, like, totally tactically in sound. So that's a message to you, my WoW guild. Somebody else should call that shit out because I don't know how I managed to concentrate on it. Except that I picked the loudest song or loudest sound in the add-on. So it's like one second before Fire Pillar spawns. It's like, ooh. 
And I'm like, oh shit, fire fell, fire fell. I was tabbed out and reading Wikipedia. <laughs> oh man, I'm going to stop recording. But if you'd pull.